I want to beat Jonathan Silverman's ass in this movie. That reporter guy from Michigan would would scoop it up be a good term here. Writing that extra line means one less line of cocaine you could do. <laughs> Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the program for a special movie review edition of the show. I am joined now, as I am each and every week, by Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, what's up? Uh, how's it going? I remember seeing this in the theaters and having a much different feeling about it than I did uh, two days ago or three days ago. Yeah, it's a real piece of shit. It's not as bad as Howard the Duck, but it's, no, it's up there. It's not. It's not, or, it's not or, great. Or down there. Uh, we are also joined by, as someone who messaged me once about the guests on the show, that reporter guy from Michigan. He is a well-known friend of the show. He's reviewed movies with us before. He's co-hosted. He is a great dude. He gave me this shitty mixing board that I'm recording on right now. Star shit. His name is Mark the Nomad. Mark, what's up, dude? Hey, hey how you doing, man? Thanks for having me on. Um, in honor of this episode, I'm wearing khaki shorts, a long sleeve shirt, and a blazer. Oh, <laughs> Shoulder <laughs> what, pads? What? Yep. Can we backtrack? What was the reporter? What was all that? Michigan reporter? I don't know. Somebody, somebody was <laughs> messaging me about they wanted to come on the show or something, and, and they said... I've. Um, they mentioned that who's that um, reporter from Michigan, and I'm like, I don't know like, what the fuck you're talking about. Mitch Albom, talking about the vasectomy guy. Yeah. Speaking oh. of that, I wanted to get to that. For those of you that listen to the show, that you're regular listeners, you know Mark's been on the show. You know, um, if or if you don't know, well, I'll just recap for you. At one point, Mark had a couple of children, which is like the maximum amount you need. No one really needs more Both. than two unless children. Unless you're a frontiersman, right? Right. Yeah. Well, unless you're concerned, unless you need help working the farm, right? So right. Um, Mark had two children. And then this was a little hazy, but really without discussing it with anybody, which is yeah. – it's that could be a whole show right there. He made an appointment and went went down and like a good human being, like like a uh, like someone that recognizes that they're sharing this this miraculous ball of life that we're all on. He decided, hey, I've I've added enough to the population. I'm gonna go get my nuts clipped, and he did. It, but then he it, it it was realized that he and his family weren't complete yet and he would need to add to that family so he drove to oklahoma and was preyed upon not he did the, the trail of tears right not yep. he, remix he, he was preyed upon both meanings yeah. by a by a christian <laughs> oklahoma urologist who dust bowled his nuts back together and then he was able to have how many more kids mark two more Two more. Two more. So he doubled, he just doubled it. He doubled the, uh, it up. What a fuck. That guy blessed the hell out of my scrotum. That is so, now, 
And so that was the last time we spoke, or that was the last well, time we yeah. dis- discussed your ball sack, Mark. Yeah. What is there any news on that front? I've heard that something may have changed. What's going on there? I am a two-time vasectomy champion. I have recut the lines. We wow. have was did, was the, yeah. there a sojourn to the Midwest this time? No, 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 no. It was a much shorter trip. I, I did have to go out of state again. Uh, it required a trip to Atlanta Whoa. to get the, uh, the the deal done because uh, can't happen in Insh- Florida. Well, Insurance? no, no, no doctors in Florida. Well, there is a, it's a two front here. Number one, oh my god, um, my insurance. I work for a very conservative Catholic organization who does not be, they eliminate any birth control male or female into the process because insurance companies usually yeah, love a vasectomy yeah, more than yeah, anything. They love it. Correct. Yeah. I, I paid for pretty much any procedure I've ever had except for that. They're like, please. Yeah. Come get it. Yeah. I thought Barry Obama made it so that Jesus couldn't get in the way of ball clippings. Apparently not. No, no yeah. not here in Florida. But uh, because it was the second go around, if you don't get a very uh, thorough and professional and experienced doctor, there's a chance one of your balls could turn black and fall off. Shut so, the fuck up. So you don't get one, it done right. You're one shy of Chuck Woolery's record because he just three. bragged about having three. That's yeah. Right. When I saw that, I was like, this fucking guy, Meg, like, stay. Stay out of my arena, buddy. This is like, I don't really need your we like. He's had two reversals apparently. And I, I call bullshit. terrible too. He's terrible. Yeah, he's the um, I, I will defend you though. Without when you said uh, he didn't get consultation, my uh, second son was born in late December and definitely before Martin Luther King Day. And I already made the appointment to get <laughs> snipped. Yeah, yeah, good idea. And, but there's like some rule that if. It, it was weird because it's New York State where, I mean, I got it in New York City. Uh, they're like, since you're under 40 or something, you yeah. need to wait two weeks or yeah. something like that. Like a yeah. think it out period. Yeah, it's like, when, like, no, it's like when they show you the aborted fetuses and stuff. They're like, hey, you got to make sure you really want to do this. They Christian on me, but they did make me wait two weeks. And then that two weeks late, I said, okay, so just make the, the appointment exactly 14 days from now. <laughs> and, uh, I felt like I was in good hands cause the guy's name was Dr. Wiener. Yeah. And, uh, uh yeah, you know, I, I have no more kids. So I guess he ripped out my plumbing effectively. Yeah. Mark, I'll you- give you one last quote. Yep. Um, this, the second procedure, he's like, when I sat down and talked to the guy and I was like, this is vasectomy reversal vasectomy again. He's like, it's fine. I've done that before. Yeah. Um, but like the dude was down there aggressively you just feel beating the shit out of my balls. Yeah. And I, I stopped and took the, like the pad off my eyes and I'm like, Hey buddy, like what the fuck? Like what is going on? Yeah. And he's like, there's a lot of scar tissue down here. You've had a lot of blades what? on your, your balls. <laughs> so this is taking a little bit longer. So you need to chill out. It was, and just, it was a weird feeling because you, I, I was numb, but you feel tugging. You feel yeah. stuff. Yeah, you do feel the tugging. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this guy was sandbagging my balls like Apollo Creed. And I was like, can you please just wrap it up? Uh, this is a good transition to the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, hold on. I'm just making 30, 30 year anniversary, by the way. 
Yeah, so we're we just re- hit it. July fifth was the anniversary. We're uh, yeah, it's always fun to do these things on anniversaries. We are reviewing this week. We haven't said it. The nineteen eighty nine classic, mm. um, cocaine fueled hallucination that ended orgy up, of a movie that ended up being a movie. Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, the I'll just read the Wikipedia 1989 American black comedy. I'd say it's neither. Um, film directed by Ted Kotcheff and written by Robert Klein. The Ted Kotcheff and the Robert Klein. The <laughs> film stars Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Jonathan Silverman as young insurance corporation employees who discover their boss Bernie dead. While attempting to convince people that Bernie is still alive, never really get a clear reasoning behind that decision. We'll get into that. They discover that Bernie had ordered their deaths to cover up his embezzlement. It received mixed critical response, but was a financial success. Guys, your guesses, if you haven't, if you haven't already looked at Daily, give me a guess. What do you think Weekend at Bernie's made? At the box office in 1989. Well, back then, like not a ton of money meant something. So I'm going to say, I I mean, again, I was uh, uh, 13 when that movie came out. So this was specifically for me. Um, I would say it made $35 million. Okay. Mark Mm. the Nomad, that reporter from Michigan. (laughs) What? Do you guess you're a little bit younger than we are? What do you think? I would think? say like 18. 18, 18 million? To 20. Price is right rules. Ed Daly is closer. Oh, wait, Ed Daly went over. Mark the Nomad. Oh. You win by virtue of Price is right rules. $30 million on a $15 million budget. Huge success. Huge success back then. So much so that it inspired a sequel work weekend at Bernie's too. I hope these guys got a lot of money because neither. One I definitely after. saw the sequel, but I can't imagine how it, I mean, this is yeah. an implausible movie, but how, how does it get out of police custody? I, I don't remember how that one worked out. Yeah. I don't either. I don't I feel like I might've seen it, but it was, um, Right, it's a time in my life when I was smoking a lot of weed, so I don't really remember. I definitely saw the first one. I uh, saw this one in the theaters. I definitely didn't see the second in the theaters, so at least I can take pride that I didn't pay money for it. I want to say this was also like a point in time where they decided to sequel the hell out of a lot of popular right. movies. Like, right. isn't this unlike today like- where there's no sequels? Oh uh, well, <laughs> we just get a new Marvel movie like every six weeks. Right. Um, but like, uh, this is around the same time. Like there was another 48 hours, like I, uh, another right. stakeout, yeah. you know, like, yeah. uh, it was just like, there were some Team pretty Wolf good two, classic C-O-O. movies in the eighties. Yeah. yeah. Team Wolf 2, Jason Bateman. Caddyshack 2. The uh, worst sequel of all sequels. Yeah. That's oh, the oh, worst. Pretty bad. It's yeah. terrible. I did um, see that in the <laughs> So the film stars, as we said, Jonathan Silverman, who had a, like a little career going at the time. You know, I think yeah. he got I think he got priced out of the market and you know, this is this is Hollywood saying we can be behind the the scenes. 
but there's really only a market for one prominent Jewish actor. And so I think he got priced out by Adam Goldberg. Hmm. You know, like you never saw quite a bit younger though. And a much better no, actor. After, after Saving Private Ryan, you never because I know yeah. he had like a, a Thursday night sitcom, Jonathan Silverman, the single guy. He, yeah, yeah. It was but on then, After Friends. I'm just saying. See, once, that was what I thought. Once Adam Goldberg, once Adam Goldberg appeared in Saving Private Ryan and Days and Confused, you never saw Jonathan Silverman again. No. Never. No. True. You haven't seen. I, him. I watched this movie only about three hours ago, and throughout the whole thing, I was like, whoever wrote friends the show friends was like why don't we take that asshole from weekend at bernie's and make him ross <laughs> yes because they're the same person yeah that is a good good point um so okay let's get into it the movie starts and it's um a super it's, they're in manhattan but you're you're already you already know you're in for trouble because the opening credits looks like a high school av club credits like like it's almost like uh poor man's full house graphics yes really bad yeah um uh what's the one small wonder looks like it made on the same same system small wonder hold on let me always forget to do this let me play the trailer and then we'll get into it don't you see don't you see we just uncovered a two million dollar error we're gonna be heroes we're going up the corporate ladder it appears as if somebody's trying to defraud the company. Somebody tried to smoke it past the wrong guy. Very, very good work. How would you two like to come to my house at the beach? Love to! For Larry and Richard. How are you? This is a place to die for. You have to kill them, Vito. I'm a little rusty, but it'll come back to me. But what they don't realize is while they're checking in, forget the accident with the two guys, the Carol Lomax, Bernie Lomax will be checking out. Oh my God. What kind of a host invites you to his house for the weekend and dies on you? I don't know. Lomax told whoever he's talking to not to kill us if he's around, right? Yeah, yeah, but Lomax is dead. He's not around anybody yeah. anymore. <laughs> I know that. You know that. Nobody else knows that. Huh? Oh! Whisper! It looks good enough. Let's go. Uh-oh. Larry, what? Huh? <laughs> really? Hi, oh, Bernie. Hey, Bernie, just like last week, huh? Oh! Okay, you guys get the you picture. You... Uh, tells the whole story. Great soundtrack. Great. No. Amazing 80s white reggae band who's who um so it starts at they're in manhattan and they're on their way to work and it's saturday and it's really hot and there's loads of ways you can tell it's really hot they're opening up the fire hydrants yeah that's a very mm-hmm. 80s hot new york scene yeah there's loops. that there's that thing where the guys out like the um the building superintendent's outside watering down the sidewalk and he accidentally turns and like blasts somebody with the hose. (laughs) Oh, sorry. That happens. Very zany. Yeah. I've, I've lived through some hot days. I don't remember the wet sidewalk really helping. No, no. (laughs) There's a couple (laughs) things. Then they, um, I don't know if you guys noticed this. 
massive height discrepancy between Jonathan Silverman and McCarthy. Is Silverman like 6'6", and we just don't know about it? Or is Andrew McCarthy 5'1 and a half? Because <laughs> it's really it's not so evident the rest of the movie, but as they're walking to work, they're not able yeah. to hide it. And Jonathan Silverman is huge compared to Andrew McCarthy. Um, there's that, there's that thing that happens in every New York movie where they're, um, they get mugged. They're like walking through Central Park and a white guy, white guy jumps out with a gun, but they're New Yorkers. So they're like, Hey, get out. Get the We're fuck too out cool for this. Yeah. 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 And got, I, I would point out on this excessively hot day, Andrew McCarthy's wearing layers. Well, Usually a bad this, move. This happens throughout. This He's wearing layers, but then. Also on that hot Saturday where you don't need to be dressed up, Jonathan Silverman's in a full tie, like yeah. full outfit. Yeah, they're so they're go, that's the, that's the premise is they're going to work on a Saturday and then they get to the building and they're like, "I these cheap bastards, they turn the air conditioning off on the weekend." Uh that's that's a health emergency. You can't do that. That's murder. Like someone could yeah. die if you turn off the air conditioning on a hot day like that. Um but then they're then they get three computers. I bet they did. I yeah. bet that actually is truthful because now they're protecting their right. equipment. Servers. Back then, yeah. they probably didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they they try hard to establish the uh, odd couple vibe. The Felix oh, yeah. Unger. Oh, for sure. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Silverman Richard. He's real straight laced, and you could tell because he's wearing a suit on a Saturday, and he really wants to get to the office. And I'm not sure why. Andrew McCarthy's even accompanying him because he's not, he's not there to work. He's not dressed for work. And then they get to work and immediately he's like, let's go to the beach. And then, um, yeah. I was just going to say, uh, the, the other thing, since I'm assuming you're going to be running another movie before this one, Andrew McCarthy continues a theme from a previous movie. No, this is, this will be, I think that we'll do this one first. Okay, well so, then he's yeah. setting a tone. Yes, dude loves his heaters. He, guy smokes. Guy has might written come up his again. Might contract. come up again. People dude loves his heaters. Yeah, people don't smoke uh, in the movies now like they used to back then. It turns out it's really bad for you, and sets a bad example. But, in, but he did it in every scene. Yes. Yeah, he's just <laughs> loves his heaters. He's burning. So they're at they're at the office and he's he wants to play hooky. He's like, come on, they've been there two minutes and it's um dot matrix days where they're where everything's printed out on those real wide format uh, with the pages. holes on the sides. Yeah, the holes on the side. And they're like pouring over forms or this is the kind of shit that they do at insur- insurance companies, apparently. They look at a lot of numbers on on forms. And then uh Andrew McCarthy's like, let's go to the beach. And then the next scene. This is they do this in a lot of movies where it's a real close up and you could tell they have their sunglasses on and Andrew McCarthy's drinking a beer and they're um they're in they're sitting in beach chairs and you're like, Oh yeah, um you see umbrellas and what's what's his name? Jonathan Silverman's still pouring over his forms and then they then they back the camera out, they zoom out, and you you realize that they're they didn't go to the beach. They didn't go to the Jones Beach. They're city guys. They they went up to the fucking roof of the building. Guys, is there a worse place on a hot day to be than the fucking roof of a very tall building? The worst. worst. They're like tiptoeing around melting tar. 
I, I was like, ah, ah. And they're getting it all over their figures. Yes. They're, they're... Very, very odd choice. The only choice I could appreciate is on a hot day, they were just drinking some banquet oh, beers. I like that. I like that. Was... But wouldn't yes. it be better, like, back at somebody's house in air conditioning? Yes. So it's it's very. You're allowed to drink at home. It's just take the figures home. It's very reminiscent of. Shawshank Redemption, where they, where Dufresne, they, they tar the roof, and Dufresne's like, I just, as a reward, just get some beers for all my guys here. And they're, but see, those guys were in prison. These two dudes just work at an insurance company and they're up there on the roof drinking beer for some reason. It's just a, an insane turn. Like, you would want to go inside. Wouldn't he be like, let's go to a movie or somewhere with air conditioning, right. not the roof of a tunnel. I just have to say something the really quick. The food court at the mall would be yes, cooler. Yes, Yeah, mall. But, Great idea. Yes, But Mark. while you were, while you were oh, on no. uh, Shawshank, I just want to point out, yes, I mean, they, they went to the roof to escape all the rape and mean guards and everything. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something unpopular. I know everyone loves that movie. I can't watch that movie without wanting to scream shut the fuck up to... Morgan Freeman. Yeah. He doesn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. He's talking the whole goddamn movie. Does, and he's he... like saying shit that doesn't need to be said. Well, we enjoyed those beers. Well, we're yeah. watching him drink yeah. the beer, you fucking <laughs> chatterbox. <laughs> shut up. He, shut he, your goddamn up. He narrates it, right? It's narrated by yeah. Morgan yes, but Freeman. But it doesn't yeah. need to, not every scene needs to be narrated. Yeah. I mean, let the establishing shot establish something. Let it breathe. Give it to Keith Jackson. We totally enjoyed agree. that beer just look he's smiling and drinking a beer we get it i'll say something else unpopular shawshank redemption it's just okay like i saw it once don't need to see it again and and if i see that it's Uh, on tv i don't stop on it i don't stop to watch because i don't care i've seen it i don't need to see it again it's not it's not canon for your boy mark the nomad you had some thoughts you know um i you know as a, a lifelong listener of this podcast in terms of this movie, uh, like the Travis Rogers scale of Daniel LaRussa to Big John from Camp I Me Love, uh, I want to beat Jonathan Silverman's ass. Oh, in this really? Movie. Like, there's no, I, I hate this guy. Every scene he's in and the way he talks and behaves, I want, I, I want to beat this guy's ass. I can't stand yeah, he's his super character. Whiny. Yeah, he's he's a wet blanket, but. At, at the same time, they as they're telling the story, they want you to pull for him to get the girl. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the, no way. Well, we're no. gonna we're gonna get to that because he does some unforgivable shit that you could never start a relationship with, and it just he shows you what a piece of shit he is in just a few minutes. Um, oh, so we so they discover a two million dollar uh, accounting error discrepancy. In yeah, the discrepancy. Figures. It's not. It's uh. It's they're it, they're an insurance company and they've paid out. Uh, the same policy a couple of times. And so you can see where this is going. And then, but they also learn that um, we learned that Jonathan Silverman's super horny for some chick that works in the office. And um, I didn't, I'm like, where do I know this chick from? And she's the chick. She's the love interest in the last Starfighter. You guys don't remember the last. Oh, movie? I didn't. I, I did try to figure out who she was, but and, I never, Went on IMDb. I did. Kath- I couldn't place her. She, Catherine she wasn't. Mary she Stewart. wasn't. She wasn't exciting enough to go to IMDb. Yeah, I couldn't decide. <laughs> she's a bit handsome. She's got the square she's jaw. Handsome. Yeah, and but she's got a pretty good and body. She's wearing very eighties. Yeah, but she's so eighties that it's That's not hair. Unless you're spectacular looking, 
If yeah. you're Heather Thomas, the 80s thing, you can fight through it. Right. This one, she just was kind of ha- handsome. I couldn't decide if I wanted to get it in. And so Ed says no. Mark the Nomad, what do you think? Do I want to get it I, in? I still say yes. Oh, Ed I says mean, yes. He, but yeah. He's lukewarm. It's a lukewarm yes. Mark the Nomad. Do, what do would, you think? She's a little scoop handsome. Scoop it up be a good yeah, term here? Yeah, would I would scoop? Yeah. you scoop? Yeah, I would. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I was like, I have to know who this person is because when I don't recognize this person – I have to find out. And I was shocked to learn that like for the girl that was getting ready to go back to college, she's 30 in this movie. Like, she was a 30 year old. She didn't look like yeah. she was um, college age, yeah. which was annoying. She's like, uh, it was like just a summer job again, just like the writers there as you're producing it. And so you've cast a, a broad that looks a little too old to be going back to college. So just change the fucking, st- you've got to change one line in the movie. So people aren't taken out of it in that moment. You could say, Oh, that, I took another that job. Would, that writing that extra line means one less line of cocaine. You <laughs> <can do. laughs> one true. No, there's no, they're not doing that. Uh, I like the Monday morning when they're, they're deciding like, all right, we're going to go into the office and establish that we found this thing over the weekend. And they do the walk through the uh, the lobby of the building. And now uh, both of them are wearing ties and you see business people in the lobby. And randomly you see these businessmen wearing shorts and t- and hiked up black socks. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what they were doing. And you also see Andrew McCarthy with a heater on his way to work. I feel like this is a very weird time in the 80s. Like the, if this – they didn't know are, are we still in this – greed wall street debauchery time or are we transitioning to a new era this is like early bush years but like it reminded me so much of like ruthless people where it was like let's just have everything over the top because we're trying to hold on to the 80s as much as humanly possible as we drift into the 90s because none of the outfits make sense and the wardrobes are terrible and it's it it's is it just that time in the 80s so I remember yeah, I, like, New Wave is gone by this time, right? Yes. Pretty much. It, the I think it's, you know, uh, the, the, the amount of clown powder was inversely proportional to the subtlety of, of things. So nothing was subtle. Everything was just big and stupid. Yeah, totally agree. It was a weird, well, it was, the, it was 1989. So it was the end of the 80s. We're sort of moving out. We're in. We're, we're falls deep in AIDS at that time. It was it was a weird time. Uh, so there's oh yeah, he's horny for the chick, um, and then the guy. But he are, can't talk to her, right? He like can't, he just freezes up. He can't talk to her, but also they're fucking eight inches from her in the in the elevator talking about her. She can clearly hear them talk about her. Like the ice is already broken. You're afraid to talk to her. Now you could just go fucking talk to her. Who cares? Because she's already heard you talking. Um, and they make they turn that elevator into a Japanese subway where everyone's packed in. I, I've been in some crowded uh, elevators. I've never been in one with 30 people. No, it was overloaded. <laughs> it's clearly overloaded. It was, it was dangerous. Um, so, of, uh, hold on. Oh, yeah. So, finally, we meet Bernie. So, they're, um, they come to work, and they're like, we're getting promoted. Shit's happening for us. All we got to do is talk to the boss, Bernie, and he's going to fucking love us because he's definite. He didn't steal this money, so he's going to love what we're doing. And uh, But Bernie's, of course, too busy for him. He's a real swinging dick. Like He's one of these guys. He's kind of like a, a an, an 80s insurance Don Draper. 
like he he gets to work he lights a cig he's pours a cocktail uh and then the next you see him he's at lunch in his Porsche he's he's taking some floozy to lunch at some at uh, some uh, cafe uh, and th- but then eventually and he's smoking a cigarillo. He's smoking a little brown cigarillo, not a not yeah, a yeah. regular heater. Yeah, yeah, he's got one of those going, which is it's the kind of cigarette he would smoke. I think that's really on uh, on point for Bernie there. Um, and so they finally get a meeting with him, and then they allude to it, uh, like they're like, "Hey, let me show you these figures on this large format printed paper with tar all over it." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> tell me about it." And then he bounces into the bathroom and. He does a bump, right? I mean, well, is this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he, he goes in, he does a little key hit, and he comes out, and he's like, <sighs> he's like uh, fixing his sinuses. And it's this Bernie, this this Bernie is a guy I feel like I could get along with. And the same with uh, Andrew McCarthy, Larry. I feel like Jonathan Silverman, Richard, was kind of the one that was the squeaky wheel here. Like if he wasn't there. And it was just Bernie and Larry. Oh, these Larry two, would be totally cool with it. Yeah, these two, two dudes could get something going. But no, it's this do-gooder guy that's ruining everything. Of course. Um, so they, they point out the thing. And then Bernie's like, you guys are fucking awesome. This is great. Why don't you guys come to my beach house with me? And it's But it's clear to us, the viewer, that Bernie is the one that skimmed this $2 million off the, com- off the company. Um, cut to Bernie's at dinner with some gangsters. Okay, now I uh, there's yeah. a lot happening. Now here's there's a lot. But, well, it's a weird yeah. scene. Yeah. Let me let me just say uh, we we've talked about this. There are certain things that happened during our childhood in movies that I thought would happen in adulthood. <laughs> the footsie foot uh, giving you a sort of hand job thing. The that happened in. Every movie there was a lot for like seven straight years. There's a lot of it. I and don't see it happening that much. And also, not not a real win. Like, unless you're one of these feet guys, unless you're like, unless you went to right. the University of Arizona and you're a pike and you're really into feet, the uh, the <laughs> or ish. N- no, <laughs> the uh, there's no one. There's because you that's your balls are right there unless you're very very adept with your feet like one of those Chinese jugglers that's a that's yeah. like that throws like vases around with their feet and it's very oh, like impressive. Red Panda was just his yeah. with the <laughs> yes yeah so it's just there's He's not the a, there's not a big <laughs> win there and I don't know what's and I like I like the. Well, I was going to say, the, the person doing the, the foot hand job thing, I don't know if it's called a foot job, foot job. but uh, she's she's Jennifer Tilly's stunt double. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, she's the, she's in a, in a movie filled with just terrible performances. Like some, <laughs> like if you had to, to list five of the worst performances you'd ever seen in a movie at least two of them would be in this movie this chick she's in like three scenes she is so over the top terrible she's the worst thing in this movie by a hundred miles she's so awful and we'll get to that more when she shows up more but she's so the um Vito who's like the bad guy it's like Vito or something it's something 
one of those stereotypical names. mobster. Name. I think it is Vito. It might it be is. Vito. Uh, it's his girlfriend, and his his girlfriend wants for some reason wants to fuck Bernie, and we're we're given the idea that they are um shady business partners he's announced that he needs them killed but he needs uh larry and richard killed because they found find out his um his skimming his his subterfuge but this is what i want to know the actual restaurant that they're in like these are italian guys you picture it being like uh like a corner booth yeah, like Sparks, where uh, where uh, the Gambino boss was gunned down. Yes, yes, like a quiet, like a place they go where they're known, where they walk in and they grease the Mater D. They're at. I don't. It's not. Uh, it's not clear. What it looks type. like they're on the set of Moonlighting. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. like all bright and, and there's nothing. It's going they're at like a Shells, like a seafood Denny's. Yes, it's very <laughs> yes. It's very 80s. There's like rose color carpet and black lacquer furniture, and it's fucking completely full, every table. And it's lit up. It's so bright in there. And this Bernie's just openly talking about murder well within the contact of tables nearby. That's a mistake, in my opinion. Like, how, how did, how did they decide this was a good idea? Was everybody so coked up that they're like, Hey, let's just put it in like a, the busiest restaurant you can think of? Did you guys find that odd? Definitely. And I would also point out that Vito was a cool rings guy. (laughs) And didn't look very Italian. Like, was that the most Italian looking guy you could find? He looked German. Yeah. He looked looked very waspy. He looked like there's a good chance he had 0% Italian if he did the the, uh, DNA test. Was he cutting his bread and then his burger? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Uh, so Bernie's very casual about murder. He's like, Hey, look, there's just whack these two guys. Like, just take care of them. Um, just make sure I'm not involved. And Vito's like, Whoa, hold on. Like, we, you know, we don't just do that, but eventually it is decided that they'll kill the guys. And then as soon as they agree to kill him, there's no, no, I didn't see a check get dropped. I didn't see dessert offered. There was no aperitif. Uh, people were still eating their meal. Bernie pops up and he's like, all right, well, I got to go. Thanks. And then he just fucking leaves the table immediately followed by Vito's girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Tilly stunt double just get, and she lived, she gives the, the big lipstick on the cheek, like an exact lip yes. mark on his cheek. Yes. Very odd. <laughs> it was so strange. They're having an affair and Vito knows about it. So Vito tells his henchmen, look, Actually, just kill Lomax. Don't kill the two kids. I don't care about them. This guy's uh, banging my girlfriend. Let just kill him instead. And they're like, "All right, no problem." Now uh, the hitman. This isn't his most famous role. Okay, hold on. So I thought the hitman was the um, uh, not the guy from Barney Miller. I was convinced it was Raul Julia. I was like, "Wow, look at him slumming." He does kind of look like Raul Julia. I thought it was the guy from Happy Gilmore that um, that's always <laughs> uh, the Volkswagen you jackass. Guy. Yeah, you jackass. jackass that's always trying to screw no, up Shooter that's, McGavin. That's, that's the guy from SCTV. Yeah, that's, that's uh, what's his name? Joe something. So I looked yeah. him up, and it wasn't him. What's this guy's most famous role? He rented Anna and Kelly the beach house on Nine Air Two One Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know that guy. This is 
Wait, was this Manhattan? At, was this the college years when they were working at the? Um, he lived in Manhattan Beach at that like colossal house. Yeah, and they were going to like California State or something, and they were running the beach club. Yeah, CSU Condors. Yes, yeah, CSU. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, so he's gonna do. He's he's agreed to do the deal, even though he's rusty at doing murders. He announces. Um, so then Jonathan's on his date, and if you don't, and I I get where Mark's coming from here because this Jonathan he's on a date, and the the handsome chick from Last Starfighter she's wearing a sundress because it's it's oh that's the other thing. Um, Bernie announces that it's Labor Day, so you really you get okay yeah it's super fucking hot out because it's Labor Day, so he's like. Come to my house for Labor Day. So they're out on a date, and um, Jonathan takes her to some some Jewish. They try to make a Jew Chinese Hunan. Yeah, they try to make like a Jewish Chinese joke. It didn't really go over. And she's the chick's got. And he's he's dropping a lot of borscht belt comedy. It's bad, really unfunny shit. And then this um, this Gwen, she's got a sundress on, and she's a little handsome, but the body is right. She she's she's good looking. I think she's just got bad. Yeah. It was it was a bad time. The, uh, they didn't do any favors with the hair. It yeah. was just a the hair was that's the terrible 80s, hair. She had the bangs. So he so this Jonathan, he doesn't I don't know if he's ever been out with a chick before, but he had clearly no plans to score because before it's foreshadowed earlier, he lets Andrew McCarthy know he's like, Hey, I've worked it out. I'm gonna make something happen with Gwen. And uh and Andrew McCarthy's like, look, you live with your parents, loser. Want to use my place to tap that? And he's like, no, your place is too disgusting. So he, um, he does, he's got no plan for after dinner. He's like, oh, you know, we could just walk around or, and she's like, well, I got five roommates, so we can't really go back to my place. And he doesn't want to say he lives with his parents, but then he just takes her back to his, because his parents are asleep. Apparently it's late. He takes her back to his parents' house and acts like it's his, and he tries to pull this whole subterfuge on her. her his dad gets up in the middle of the night. He claims it's his butler. The whole thing is just a fucking mess. He's a huge liar. I looked it up. He was 23 years old when they made this movie. Why couldn't he just say he lived with his parents? Thoughts? Yeah, and, and also maybe yet another 80s thing. How many butlers exist? <laughs> zero zero a lot of fucking butlers in the 80s zero and also he calls his butler monroe come on <laughs> well monroe's not he, wearing he pants. had just watched an episode of too close for comfort obviously monroe um so that was so then she's over him she just bounces right out of the apartment she's done um we're 25 minutes into this movie where yeah, you there's, where, there's you, no dead bodies yeah well, you, yeah the whole trailer there the you know that the bernie dies at some point we're 25 minutes in the movie he's not dead yet how long were attention spans in 1989 because i was super fucking bored by this point yeah yeah i was ready for some murder yeah for sure um i was ready to murder richard another thing i don't know if you guys noticed this i first noticed it in the um in the apartment scene when he's at his parents apartment for some reason, Jonathan Silverman, and I respect this, he's a cool rings guy, he has a <laughs> wedding band on his ring finger. What? Throughout the movie. Uh, I did not like the that. Karate Kid Part 3. Like, you have to be friends with the girl, you can't really date her kind of deal. Like, <laughs> oh, like a, like a promise ring? 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we just gonna be friends with the lively girl. I, I'm I'm married. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's weird if you if I and I don't suggest this, but if you were to go back and watch this movie, you'll see that he's wearing a wedding ring throughout, or a gold band on his on his uh, left ring finger. Um. So what else happens? The um. Oh, the dad. When the dad comes in the apartment, I don't mean to dwell on this. But he's doing a, a lot of grunting. Like, what is is he unwell or something? He walks in. He's like, <clears throat> he's, he doesn't look to be in great shape. I mean, he's oh. got a he's got a tremendous boiler. Uh, yeah, he's in his boxers. There's, it's a it's a weird thing. Um, so then we finally get to Bernie's beach house, and he's running around on his boat, and he's supposed to be this but, ri- rich guy. On. I will yeah. point out the dad. That might have been the one true moment of genuine comedy. Like a fat yeah. guy talking shit in his boxers. That that actually was kind of funny. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, if you, I mean, we're yeah, any port in a storm here. There's nothing <laughs> going on in this movie. I mean, the it's big, not funny. His big joke was because uh, Jonathan Silverman's like uh, Monroe. Why don't you lay out my navy suit for tomorrow? And the dad's like, How about I lay you out? <laughs> but that's it's the dad yeah. just tell him to fuck off. Yeah, Not is, Jonathan Silverman's part. Yeah. It's kind of funny when the is, dad is like, fuck you. Yeah. Um, so there's everyone's headed to Bernie's beach house. He's running around. He's supposed to be some rich guy and he's running. He's got, the, he's got the Porsche golf cart. Yeah, he's got the Porsche golf cart, but he's running around. I don't know what the, the budget was. 15 million. I'm sure you could have rented a boat for a day for like 600 because he's got like a 19 foot glass drawn. It's like a, it's like an eighteen thousand dollar boat. It's not. We're not talking a cigarette boat. We're not talking uh, a. Uh, I can't think of a high end boat right now. But uh, it's. I, I. I was a little taken out by uh, his weak ass boat. Uh, and then the hitman. The hitman's um, already made his way over to the island. And then something happens, and this happens a lot in movies. Larry and uh, and Richard are barely just going to make it in time as the ferry's pulling away. So they have to run down the dock. And, they one crazy summer. It. Yeah. And leap from the dock to the boat. Was there a movie in the 1980s where there was a boat leaving scene where the, where the cast members just walked up and like showed their ticket and just walked right onto the boat or did, or did they? <laughs> no, ex- thanks. <laughs> they <laughs> <laughs> they exclusively had to leap from from the but, wooden dock to the boat. Yeah, and they did some heavy-handed. Bernie is a, is a real shit, so you want him to be murdered. Yeah, like he was real shitty to the help, so you felt like, oh, well, then that's fine if he gets murdered here. <laughs> right? He's he, he um he had fired his like he wasn't paying. So somebody that worked for him, he fired him, and the guy had like taken up residence in the pilings underneath Bernie's house. I think it's a fireball offense. Which was a little weird. Like he was, he was, he was sleeping in the daytime in a sleeping bag, just like in un, under the footing <laughs> the of the, the house. Day. Yeah. It was very weird. And I, how about, how about the, uh, the Japanese guy who was dressed like jungle Jack Hanna. Yeah. Who's, <laughs> he was like watering plants on the inside and Bernie yeah. just kicks him in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also. Okay. I mean, Japanese gardener guys, come on. Have we right. like not do? Have we not? Well, why was he in that? all khaki like he was oh. working at the San Diego Zoo? That's his uniform. <laughs> That's his gardening uniform. Yeah. <laughs> um. So finally, 
We're nearly 35 minutes into the movie and the hitman shows up at Bernie's place and, and Bernie's living a life, by the way, like this is, he's got, he's got a bitchin eighties house on the beach. Like things are going it's pretty well for him. Gordon Gecko with the giant phone. I'm all in. I'm all in. Yeah. I'm hundred percent in on I whatever he's got going on. I this to be my adult summer. Totally. Me too. So, um, he's, so the hitman shows up and he's like, Hey, I'm here, hitman. And he's like, wait, you're not supposed to be here yet. Uh, you know, I just, I need, I haven't even written the note or whatever. Like he's, uh, because he's supposed to be there to kill Richard and Larry. And then the hitman, cause you're thinking, well, how's I, you know, I hadn't seen this movie since it came out. I was like, how does he kill him again? And um, he does the old, Hey, look over there. But he just says, um, can you get me a cigarette? And Bernie turns away and then he, then he hypodermics him in the ass. It pumps him in the ass, which I don't know. It'd be kind of easy to figure out cause of death. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. <laughs> Mark, you had a thought there. I uh, I wasn't like the, the whole hitman scene. These uh, these guys aren't like the, <laughs> the whole movies this way, but they're like the least convincing contract killers on the planet. Like totally, you'll find out later as the I think the the maybe the shittiest climax in movie history. Yes, but these are the least intimidating people on the planet. So. You know, this is a 90 minute movie. We're 35 minutes in, and the, he, he goes out by like a heroin overdose in the ass. Yes. Like, it's just, it, it's, it is cocaine city. They're like, we got $15 million. We're not doing any rewrites. Right. We're taking that money and we're just buying blow. You got your take. That's it. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. We're not redoing this thing. No, one, it was one take all the way around. Um, so, so the, the boys show up at the house. Yeah, yeah. The Larry and Richard show up, and they just like um, Bernie's house. It's like open house, so they just cruise in, and they're like, "This is fucking awesome." Richard or uh, Larry cracks a bottle of champagne. He's drinking out of the bottle of champagne, which is impossible before, to do. Before that, when they walk onto the property, now if you got invited to your boss's cool place, you'd be like, "Oh, this is this is great." However, he sees the pool, and he. And announces i'm getting laid larry <laughs> like i am definitely well, going to have yeah. sex in my boss's pool i mean you can have a good time but not necessarily fucking his pool you're saying but he was he was establishing this you're saying he was gonna he was going to birth a colony of sea monkeys in the <laughs> and in also bernie's pool water sex more no, difficult work. than the doesn't movie. Doesn't work. The movie, it's very difficult. It doesn't work. It's, very, it's a bummer. Yeah, it's I, really it's always a bummer. It was. It was a very. I, it was a very difficult mechanical the, task. The moisture. That the the, the moisture is all carried away by the. It's the yeah. viscosity. The viscosity yeah. is ruined by the water in the pool. Yeah, it's yeah. a real bummer. Yeah. Chlorine's is not. This the thing. scene where yeah. someone just walks in, like the girl walks in, and is like, "I'm taking the boat." You mean Tawny? Tawny. There's no point yeah. for Tawny other than for her to be well a Baywatch person you in get, this movie. You get another creepy line from Larry. He goes, hi, Tawny. I'm horny. What? <laughs> yeah. Larry? You okay, buddy? I got, layers? I got to admit, I was, I was pretty into Tawny, although everyone seemed so much older back then because she's supposed to be like a, a 
22 year old ingenue. She comes in, she's got the um, thong the tube sock, tube socks yeah. with a thong. That was very much a look in the eighties where she's got like the big leg warmer socks with like the Reebok sneakers. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question about this. Yeah. So this idea that everybody looks older, how fucking old do you think the guy who played Bernie is in this movie in real life? Oh, in 1989? In 1989. Uh, I know the answer. 50, 52. Yeah, I'd say like 57. He's right at 49 years old when wow. this movie came out. Okay. Now, how how big of a bummer that he went to acting school and all of that stuff, yeah. but really the only thing he's known for is he played a good dead guy. Well, yeah. that's He crushes in, it as a dead guy, by the way. That's in question because just in a, in a few minutes after Tawny comes in and borrows the keys, we get to like 30 five minutes into the movie and finally they discover Bernie and this and the hijinks begin and they go to carry him downstairs and he is so clearly not dead. He is doing the fucking worst impression of a dead guy. They're carrying him downstairs. He's like helping them as they carry. And then they all fall onto the couch and Bernie is clearly holding himself up on the couch with his dead ass arms. Shitty dead guy performance. How about the fact that they stroll up on him and he's wearing sunglasses and they're like, oh, he must be asleep or something. And then they immediately start smacking him in the face as hard as they can. Yes, (laughs) That's Larry. If you saw your boss asleep, would you just just start fucking him up? Like, what is that? Larry starts whacking him on the top of the head. Like, wake up. And then he's like, I'll make some coffee. Like, what's he's fucking catatonic. Like, if you think he's asleep, how's he going to drink coffee? What is that all about? (laughs) Just going to pour it on his arms. (laughs) Um, so then like, they're like, what's going on? And then it Richard's like sitting with Bernie. They still think he's alive. Larry's making the coffee and Richard finds Bernie's gear in his pocket. And then it's only after that he finds his yayo and his, uh, hypodermic needle that he's like, Oh wait, he's not, um, he's not sleeping. He's dead. He's just dead. He does the thing where he like, um, tries to get his breath. See if he's breathing on the glasses. It's pretty easy to tell when somebody's dead, by the way. Like, I I think you'd know right away. Well, they shit themselves. Yeah, they do. (laughs) So then here's the thing. This is where the movie was wearing light pants. So you would know. Yeah, this is. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. It's um, it's Labor Day. It's hot. We've determined that it's hot. They're at the beach. Um. Silverman shows up. He's wearing, he's got shorts on, which I'll give him credit for, but under that, he has like a long sleeve chambray, like denim shirt, way too warm. And then you're, even that would be too much. And then he's capped it with a woman's white blazer <laughs> with shoulder pads. Like an Ann Taylor. Yes. Over, yes. Overcoat. Like, some, something your grandmother would have been wearing in the 1980s. He was wearing that also. <laughs> and Larry's doing the yeah. layers too. Let, yeah. Long sleeve t-shirt under a Hawaiian shirt with uh, khaki pants. Yeah, and he's got the he's got like yeah. the Ed Grimley khakis on where they're four sizes too big. They're they're yeah. cinched up to his tits. Like they're what? Why are they dressed <laughs> like that? They're at the beach. I just I I didn't notice what anybody else was wearing. Because of the blazer and the khaki shorts 
the long sleeve shirt yes. Richard was wearing. Every time you wore it, I was like, there's no one has ever, ever dressed that way. Ever. No one goes no, out of the no, house like that. No, especially to a warm climate. It was crazy. It was crazy the way he was dressed. Uh, and then, so then they're like debating what to do. They're like, okay, he's dead. Should we call somebody? What's going on here? And then a party breaks out. Like 400 people come pouring in to the house. And there's like the 80s stereotype party, every kind of 80s person. There was like the gay guy, art dealer. There was like the super drunk party guy. Then there was like the Arnold Schwarzenegger weightlifter who was hanging out with a Jeff Spicoli weightlifter. Like there was, there was one of everybody. Was there not? That was just a roving pack of douchebags. They just come rolling in the, the two weightlifter guys that to me, uh, I, when he like cracking his neck and rubbing his shoulders, like, yes, yeah. yeah, he's really loose. I'm like, no, actually rigor is probably setting in and he should be stiff as board. And I, I would point out cause, uh, the, the, the like super tight jawed rich guy that's talking and drinking. Uh, the ADR in this movie is awful where like they dub. <laughs> yeah. There are so yep. many times I, I definitely think there were at least seven to 10 times where somebody's lips aren't moving. And it's not like the back of their head where you could do this. Their lips aren't moving and there are words coming out. So they, they ADR the shit out of this movie. Yeah, and they, it was always terrible dubbed lines. They do it at the end where the um where oh, the woman Well no the the hitman ends up with his face spoiler alert. The hitman ends up with his face like smashed in the crook of Bernie's elbow and he's talking and it's like there's like echo sound effect. It, he sounds perfectly clear, but his face should be muffled inside the el- inside <laughs> Bernie's jacket, but it's like totally sounds fine. Um, so what else? So the party's going with well, the weightlifter guys. I will say pretty sweet shirts. They're both wearing torsos by Tony. Uh, <laughs> shirts. The, um, the, the Schwarzenegger guys like, Hey dude, you need to pump some iron. Very, yeah. very of a time. Um, and the one chick goes digging into his pocket for yayo. Yeah. She, she finds, she's like, do you yeah. have something for me? And uh, like, that is very realistic. Obviously. Um, yeah. So Richard still wearing his wedding band. Also, I notice he's one of these upside down watch guys. Oh, oh boy! Got it. Got it. Still got it on the left hand, but he's got the face of the you watch. You got to turn it inside. Yeah, the face of the watch pointing down the buckle of the watch. When is the last time you saw somebody wear their watch like that? John mm, Wayne Gacy, maybe. Uh, <laughs> So <laughs> yeah, last person to have that had uh, human skin lampshades. <laughs> so the the guys are like, "Look, we should definitely call the police, but also this party's raging and we might get some butt. So how about we just hang out for a while and then, like, once things die down, then we'll call the cops and get Bernie's body dealt with. And then, so then they pick him up and instead of taking him to his bedroom, because you figure you could go, oh. He's, he's he's dead sweet. tired, you know. Like you, uh, you just hike him upstairs and drop him on his bed. They go outside, past the pool, to the <laughs> railing where he immediately falls, like thirty feet from the railing down to the beach. 
and lands yeah, on somebody his sees back. that they're like you just murdered bernie yeah, yes, <laughs> the party's yes, over exactly you you, we just saw two guys murder bernie by throwing him 30 feet onto his head <laughs> nobody notices but they're like ah fuck it we'll just leave him there um richard yeah and- the girl shows up the love interest Gwen. the mannish one yeah. And if you ever, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but every time I was at a beach with a girl I really wanted to have sex with, I was like, let's go, like, enter an abandoned lighthouse and climb stairs. (laughs) You too? They go up to the lighthouse, and what's what's the reason behind going to the top of the lighthouse? I don't know. They want to check out the view. It's at least... It's it's, night. It's pitch black. It's 10 p.m. You couldn't see anything, they, and there's a million flights of stairs. They get to the top of the lighthouse, and uh, and Jonathan Silverman's like, "My God, you can see the whole island from up here." No, you can't. It's not a full moon. It's fucking completely dark outside. You can't you see. You can't anything. see one thing. It's pitch black. You can see the, the beach like three feet from the lighthouse. Yeah, and what what happens? He almost dies because it's so dark. Oh no, he gets he gets blinded by the light yeah. from the lighthouse. Did not see that coming. Which, yep. Another another eighties move. Yeah. How many times have you seen people fall down multiple flights of stairs yes, outside many, the eighties? Many, and they're yeah. always just fine. Not, it's not like the staircase. Yeah, yeah his elbow was a little bit banged up. Yeah. He it's fell down like forty flights of stairs. Yeah, gold plating. <laughs> gold plating is what I call. It. Um. So Richard, but for whatever reason, Gwen. And that fit ass body of hers is ready to let Richard yeah. get some skins Let's on the do beach. Some from here to eternity. Again, action. again, beach mm-hmm. sex. There's sand. There's water. There's right. salt. There's yeah. all the things you don't want near your genitals when you're trying to get it in. Something I've also done just once. Yes, yeah. not worth it. Um, but. As they're trying to bang it out, I mean, I need a cool, dry place. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I, I like, I like to do my sexing in beds. I don't know, call yeah. me crazy. I, I find right. a bed to be the ideal sand? place. But they don't even pick. They don't even pick dry sand. No. They, they sit right. down in the wet sand. Yeah. Nobody wants to sit below in wet the, sand below the tide line. And we've determined they're not in bathing suits. I, I don't think they even brought bathing suits, and they're, they're never in bathing suits. They're as they're about to get it on. Who washes up on the beach next to them? Bernie. And here to me, again, this is a perfect out. Oh, he's washed away. Who knows what happened to it? Well, I'm absolved. Like, I don't need to be involved in Bernie's, same thing. Bernie's death anymore. Like, this is the perfect resolution. Hey, what happened yeah. to Bernie? Not sure. Oh, he washed up on a beach. Must have Roll died. credits. And he had poison in his system. Yes. Like, if they ever find him, it would be like, well, we're, I didn't poison anyone. Right. But no, they don't. He goes, he, he foils his own chances to get laid, and he goes and ruins Larry's chance because he goes back to the house, and for some reason, even though it, it seemed like he left about 20 minutes before, when he gets back to the house... There's no one there left except for the one super drunk guy sitting on the couch. And Larry's upstairs trying to clock it with some chick. And Richard cock blocks him. Gets him out of the house to go collect Bernie from a place that he could have just been found by the authorities. 
Yeah. Just leave him there. Why, and how come that wasn't Larry's advice? Just leave him there. <laughs> Checkmate. Um, so they go collect him. And this is where the movie gets real weird. They go collect Bernie and they throw him in bed. And then the, the girl, that girlfriend shows up, Vito's girlfriend. I don't think we get a name on her. At least I don't remember what it was. No, I looked her up and yeah. she's known as Vito's girl. Or Vito's girl. Okay. So she shows up. And uh, she's like, where's Vito? He stood me up, that piece of shit. He's cheating. He's two-timing me. And they're like, oh, you don't want to go up there? And then she's like, I'm going up there. So she goes up there. And they're like waiting for her to scream. And they're drinking champagne and just sitting on the couch, sitting uncomfortably close to each other, by the way. And they're just kind of like <laughs> waiting. And then about 10 minutes later, well, she goes up there, and you could see from outside because one of Vito's henchmen is out there with binos, glass in the bedroom, and he sees clearly that she gets up there, and she starts riding Bernie's dead-ass dick. <laughs> and I don't know, yeah. maybe the rigors kicked in, and it's... Hey, it got stiff. Yeah, it stiffens yeah. up. A little clerk's action. But <laughs> I, I, the reason why I knew her name was Vito's girl because I looked her up because she had the worst, the absolute worst New York accent, which is kind of if you're an actor, New York accent is the easiest thing to do. And she's from, I think, from like North Carolina. She does a terrible New York accent. So bad. She was trying to do like a Marissa Tomei, my cousin Vinny type of right. performance, but does not pull it off. Then, so she comes up. She comes out of the bedroom satisfied, so satisfied, in fact, that she's compelled to scat. What was that? If you watch that scene, her mouth is not moving. That's an ADR scene where she's she's scatting, but her mouth doesn't move in the in the movie. Uh, yes, it's the whole thing. It's just nuts. Um, she and comes out and she's Silverman and Larry and uh, what's his name? They're sharing a cushion on the couch. Yeah, they're very close to each other. Um, she demands a scotch. He he pours her like a five finger pour. Um, they and then who's the guy that's spying on him? He wasn't it's, the hitman. It's, like, hit, it's the other guy. It's like the consigliere. There's two dudes. And here's a, here's another casting thing. They kind of look alike. Yeah. So the hitman and Vito's like guy, they both kind of look similar. So it gets confusing. Um. So Larry and Richard are like, oh, my God, it's been such a long day. Richard's like, I'm going to crash. They're like, let's figure out what to do about this tomorrow. Meanwhile, there's like forensics, you know, even in 1989, like they're going to when they show up, when the cops show up, they're going to be like, hey, this body's cold. Like how like what's going on? How long has he been dead? They don't seem to be thinking about that because Larry just wants to get another piece of ass. So he's like, I'm going to the next party. You go to sleep here. And meanwhile, they're in this huge mansion. I, I There has to be many, many bedrooms to this place, at least three or four bedrooms. And and there's a couch. There's a huge mauve-colored couch in the living room. And, and Richard goes, I'm going to go to bed. And he goes to bed on this, like, 80s-shaped, like, like glove seat. Yeah, it's like not, not definitely not long enough to get your legs on. He's got to curl up in a little ball to go to sleep on this thing. And then he covers, 
He covers himself <laughs> with a towel and then ends up sleeping. He wakes up the next day. It's 1130. And Larry, who I think is, he's gone off the deep end at this point. Yeah. He's, he set up like contraptions, like uh, data from Goonies. He's got all kinds of things going on. Yeah, now. he's toted Bernie outside to sort of like display him as murderers often do. Yeah, he's doing the wave with the with the uh, pulley system. Yeah, he's, he's got, having him wave to people. Yeah, he's got a pulley system so he can wave to people on the beach while he plays Monopoly with Bernie yeah. slash himself as Bernie. The, the least realistic thing in this unrealistic movie was the excitement he had over playing Monopoly. Because Monopoly yeah. is a game that everybody quits after it's like a couple long. of turns. It's too long. It's a terrible game. When does it end? It never, it never ends. ends. Till everybody runs out of money, which takes quite a long time. No, I've never played the game to the end. It's the worst game. We've oh. left the house with the board there. I mean, like, we'll just come back to it. You never play it. You like, never come back. You to just it. never come back. No, no, never. It's a terrible game. Um. So then it's then Gwen shows up and she's been like trying to say thanks to Bernie for her this summer job for like the last I don't know the whole movie and it's it's finally at this point that they break it to her or she discovers that bernie is in fact dead they they learn the um they discover the whole plot and and determine that it was that they listen to his answering machine and they learn that it, he was about to kill them they also find a hundred for one second a hundred grand yes please 70 minutes there's 20 minutes left in this movie by the time this happens like 70 minutes into the movie, they finally figure out what was really going to happen to them, but did not stop or change them from being two of the shittiest human beings on the planet. Like, imagine if they had known from the jump that they were going to be like the ones marked for death because they paraded a dead guy around a party and just kind of went off to go DTF. And it's, it's like, a, like a, this ridiculous concept. These are shitty human beings. Yeah. And yeah. think, think about the fact that we were talking about how long it takes for Bernie to be dead. And then yeah. that's like 40 minutes and then he's dead. And then by like the one hour mark, they've already played out all of the dead body tricks. Yeah. So the last, the last half hour of the movie is rehashing the same joke with the dead yeah. body propping it up. So there's only 20 minutes where something happens in this movie. It's a sitcom. Yeah. Yep. It's they there wasn't a lot there, obviously. And then this Larry, I'm really disappointed in him because he seems like a real piece of shit. Oh, and by the way, what's the the and this obviously could never happen today because Bernie has written he had wanted to stage it to look like a murder suicide where Larry had um had killed Richard and then himself because Richard was not supportive of Larry's um attempt to get a sex change mm. operation. Yeah. I don't I feel like we're post wouldn't flow today. No. Just got right. hold up. He's, just, he he just watched Dog Day Afternoon and he was short on ideas. Yes. So um but then also they find a hundred grand cash and they don't take it. They just leave it there. 
just leave a hundred grand. These guys, one guy lives with his parents. The other guy lives in a roach infested part apartment. They're both about to be jobless because I imagine the SEC is going to come in and have a look around what's going on at Bernie's insurance company. Right. Uh, take the hundred grand. About to get guys. Arthur Anderson. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Take the hundred grand. Like you guys are, you guys are good. Nobody's going to miss it. Nobody knows it exists. Have the money, but they don't. They leave it there. Um, the kid with a bowl cut has, oh, Bernie's back. Oh, They've dropped him on the beach kids. again. Yeah. Always terrible. Kid with the bowl cut buries him. There's a golf cart chase because they're trying to get back to the ferry. There's a lot of whacking of people with heavy objects. So these, um, the hitman murders him again, chokes him out. Yes. Chokes him to death. And then they they, um, they, Bernie has a rug. That's the big reveal on one scene. Yep, there's they they have to staple his again, forensics. They're gonna be like, who stapled this guy's toupee back on his head with the with the arrow T fifty stapler? They uh they They tie his legs to their own do like the three legged I kinda like race that. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, they did like a yeah, they uh they tied his legs to theirs to, to get on the ferry. They don't make it on the ferry. They steal the boat, and this is like the whole. This is the takeaway. Wait, wait, before that, yeah. how about when they just knocked out the two employees? Yes, twice. They treated, oh, them, worse. They treated them worse than Bernie did. Well, I feel like they could be charged criminally for that, like an- accessory you after a the two fact. Two to the back of some unsuspecting person's head. That's, yes, you, you might kill you them. This is three times. Yes. <laughs> um. The then, boat scene is so frustrating. Oh, it's because so Because number stupid. one, why they, did they need to prop them? Yeah, they didn't need to prop them. But two, once they get on the boat, they don't have like a plan where they just dri- going out. Well, we're just going to go out into the uh, Atlantic and see how far we can take this boat. So you, like, as- you assume, right, that they're going back to New York City. They get <laughs> out on the boat. And because this is the, how they're making their escape. They're like, we have to have Bernie with us. So people think he's alive. So they don't kill us. But you're like, the, the assumption is that they're heading back to get the authorities. So they leave and they're driving in this boat for, it seems like half the movie. <laughs> to, so you're like, and then finally they figured out they can't start the boat. They, they're tied to the dock still. Bernie's skiing behind the boat the whole time. Finally, just get his ass beat to death. By right, waves. they figured it out. They've been driving for twenty five minutes, and the boat runs out of gas. So they swim ashore directly in front of Bernie's house. They've been gone. They could have <laughs> ma- been all the way back to New York by now, but instead, yeah, the they're right flies. where they left. Manhattan from. is not that far away. Right. They, <laughs> they're immediately at the spot they took off from for, for some reason. They go back to his house. The uh, the hitman shows up. He's lost his mind because he's already killed this guy twice, and now he sees him alive again. He shoots. He unloads his gun into him. He attempts to kill Larry and Richard. Um, there's opera playing. Eventually, the hitman is felled by the tried and true <laughs> kick to the nuts by Bernie. The dead man. And again, this is a very 80s thing. Like getting, getting, kicked, the phone cord. right. Getting kicked in the nuts is, while painful, is not necessarily like the debilitating injury. You didn't break, you didn't break your femur. 
Right. You just you're just in pain. It hurts to get kicked in the nuts, but it's not like you're not like paralyzed. And he was he's paralyzed. And then Andrew McCarthy attempts to garrot the bad guy with a phone cord, which again, he's he's at this point, he's polished his heavy implement to the back of the head skill. I don't know why. Because they, they hit the workers again, right? They knock him out a second time. Yes, yes. They've, they've all been knocked yep. out. But he attempts to garrot him, ends up like winding him up with the phone cord. He collapses into Bernie's, the crook of Bernie's elbow. Um, the, the police arrive. The day is saved. And we are ready for Weekend at Bernie's Part 2. Guys, any thoughts? Electric Boogaloo. Uh, I did yes. read that there was this movie, there was accounting fraud and people got sued for fraudulent financial reporting on this set. So life imitated art. Yeah, I saw that the, the coked out director and the coked out writer said that they didn't get their due um, residuals from this and they had to sue production. Right. And uh, I, I know... Then didn't Andrew McCarthy after this make mannequin? So he once again was posing with a oh, lifeless right. body. Yes, Kim like Cattrall. And I bet he smoked a lot of uh, heaters during well, that movie too. We won't be reviewing it on this podcast, so I will never know what I've never yeah, seen. No, mannequin. We're, we're definitely not doing that. No. Um, okay. Well, that's it. Now he's a travel. He's a he's a travel writer for National Geographic. Andrew McCarthy. Yeah, he's a, I think a photographer, something. He was real bitter about the being known as a uh, Brad Pack guy. I I, I want to be known as an anything guy. Yeah, like the paychecks were probably good as fuck. Like what? Yeah, <laughs> he was. Uh, I remember just him from Less Than Zero. That's like, oh, he was in Less Than Zero. Yeah, Julian. And he was. Was he uh, pretty in pink? Was that the? He uh, was the good guy. Yeah, he was the good guy in Pretty in Pink. St. Elmo's Fire, obviously, coming soon. Um, he's, it looks like he's in something. Finding Julia, 2019, but he hasn't been in anything since 2016. Uh-oh. He's going to be finding a new lung Uh-oh. if he's starring in anything soon. Yeah, good point. Uh, he's in – this is some type of uh, – is this porno? Uh-oh. It's Asian. Eurasian acting student Julia Shamani Ha Fuang is unable to enjoy the privileged life she shares with her doting father, Andrew McCarthy, haunted by the tragic early death. Oh, I'm out. I'm out. I've already read enough. I won't be seeing this, but good to see that Andrew McCarthy is back in the game doing bad movies. All right. That's it. Unless you guys have anything to add. No, it, it, it's it's a weird movie in that, like I was just saying, there's only about 20 minutes where things are moving in any direction. Yeah. Beyond that, it was like an hour and 10 minutes of time killing. It really sucked. Yeah. It was probably the worst movie we've ever reviewed on the show. Still, Howard the Duck. Right. Well, we can agree that the worst music we've ever heard in a movie is white reggae. A lot of white reggae. but. By the way, we should mention the the movie supervisor, the guy that does all the music in this movie, Andy Summers from the police. Police. 
That's is that Sting's oh, brother? Shit. Or no, that's Summoner, Gordon Summoner. Oh, different right. last name. Um, yeah, it was the the movie, the whole reggae vibe of it was awful. There's really not anything good about it. The whole movie is terrible. Even like Tawny, the um the Insta honey that comes in to borrow the boat, she's only there for a second. Like there's not there's not not you know, TNA was a big thing in the eighties and there's hardly any of it. There's no there's no titties. This is a this is a PG thirteen. Oh. I want to tell you something real quick. I told Ryan in Wichita that we were going to be doing this movie and his response was, Oh cool. I jerked off a lot to that movie when I was a kid. Wow. Oh, was he, did he have a thing for Bernie? He might've likes, he's a weird dude. So, you know, just bikinis in general. I mean, he lives in Kansas. So, you know, you, you see nothing like that where I he mean, lives. There's not really anything to, I mean, I don't know what people get going to, yeah. but there's really like nothing in this movie. Oh, Eloise DeJoria is Tawny. Hold on. Oh my God. She's married. Mm. Tawny's married to the Paul Mitchell guy. What? Yes. Texas, ne- Texas native Eloise DeJoria Made her film debut in Songwriter starring Willie Nelson, blah, 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 Wild Hearts. Uh, Eloise, yeah, she's married to or was married to um, John Paul DeJoria, the Paul Mitchell guy, the guy with the ponytail. Wow. Or something. Um. Yeah, that's probably the most interesting thing you've told me about this movie. Yeah, I got to agree. All right, guys. Excellent job all the way around. We appreciate it. Weekend at Bernie's for Mark the Nomad, that reporter from Michigan. For Ed Daly. My name is Brian Beckner. This has been the Weekend at Bernie's edition of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you. Hell yes, the lifestyle's baller Podcast getting bigger and not smaller Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do With Easy Ed Daily and the man Jay Stew And Brian Beckner, quick to dissect The week in sports and culture and whatever Plus you know there's Kate with a C But she's known as Fancy Pop to you and me Talking loud comers, conundrums, my brothers Reviewing some movies and shows and others Top podcast, man, no one is above us Five star, even the haters will love us And we're not trying to talk politics a lot We'd much rather talk about dick a lot, shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top, top podcast, man, it really hits the spot, listen up, you players and shot callers, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller, and you know the show is so flawless, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller, listen up, you players and shot callers, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller, and you know the show is for all us, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller.